The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning. Maybe. Eagle-making, green-jacketing golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just €15. Search Now TV today. Content streamed by the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Presents an evening with the progressive box. Yeah. That's Hugo tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi oh! This next one's for you too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Tony Bruno Show. Beautiful. Beautiful. On the all-new TonyBrunoShow.com. Tap it. I didn't even kiss it. Gain. What's her name? What's with the rim shot in there? Rental discretion is advised. Because you know what they say. You know what they say. Look, she bent it over. <laughs> oh. Hang around the gymnasium. Yeah. You know what they think. The man chosen to save American radio from its horrible future. Now, here he is. Oh, yeah! It's like family. It's, it's like, like being family. in the Olive Garden. Yeah. You guys are just like family. Ain't no thing. We have a big enough. We have a big enough. That's the fact. John, he didn't invent radio. He just perfected it. I'm innocent. What's the name of that place? Big Packers. I want full cavity searches. Everyone, go deep on them. The godfather of sports radio. It is a final. Here is. You got a big one in there? Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And good morning from the frozen sickness capital of the world, Tampa, Florida. It is a Sunday morning. 
It's beautiful blue skies outside, and while everybody's freezing all over the country, guess what? We're freezing here in Tampa as well. It's Tony Bruno, the whole gang, live at the Marriott Waterside, live from the College Football Championship game, which will be played tomorrow night in Tampa, when the weather actually will get back to normal in the 70s. But a cold snap moved in yesterday, and we're talking like freezing temperatures in it's like Hernando. They actually had a freeze warning for the Florida Citrus, and you know what that means, right? That means orange juice prices will probably be going up next week. Yep. Because any excuse they can get, oh, we got a couple frozen oranges, let's jack the price up. So I would recommend running to the supermarket today if you're in, well, if you're in an area where there's a lot of snow and ice, you've already run to the supermarket and bought all the toilet paper, paper the bread, and of course the milk, milk. and the eggs. So that you can make fantastic French and toast. And if you're Luigi, because apparently you get a craving for French toast during. Well, there's only Zephyr Will Hills Waller down here. Robin and Luigi didn't even know what Zephyr Hills was because they're not local yokels like you are. Meanwhile, Luigi would buy up all the flax if he were running to the supermarket in panic mode, like a lot of people do whenever there's a storm coming. Right? <laughs> it's like the apocalypse is coming because there's uh, there's uh, snow because it's winter time. Right. And as I mentioned. The temperature actually went down. We were driving in this morning. It was 36 degrees outside in Tampa, Florida. 36 degrees. And you know what that is? It is an outrage because we are supposed to be able to get warm, enjoying the heat after coldness in Philly. And, and people down here are blaming us yeah, I know. for bringing the cold weather with us. Like, I'm, if there's one person to blame, it's got to be Luigi. Luigi, I'm well, putting this okay. one on you, man. I, I, I don't know if I can put it on any one of us because technically, when we arrived, we still had, we still had warm weather. Yeah, it was so beautiful. It, it was obviously somebody else that came and arrived after us that brought it. So it, we need no, to find. No, Dean came up from Clearwater, but right. I don't think he brought cold we weather. We need from to find there. out who arrived 24 hours after we did from a cold place. It's their fault. Exactly. We got to blame somebody. You never can blame yourself. I've learned that over the last 10 years. Never blame yourself. It's always somebody else's fault because we live in an age of nobody having accountability for their own actions. So I'm going to start using that motto, a mantra. I'm not responsible for my own actions anymore. Anything that I do that is wrong is not my fault. Remember that. I like the show. Thank you. So do I. Scott Starner's here. Dean is here from Clearwater. Luigi's here. He had breakfast, so he's okay today, I think. Are you all right now, man? I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. We didn't, we didn't go out and roll last night. We stayed home. Which is upsetting. Had some great pork and beans. Not the canned pork and beans from Campbell's. No. No, no this was tremendous. This had real ham hock in there, man. This was pulled pork, and it was imported from Orlando. Yeah, bonfires really hooked us up. Danny Dow drove it with his cornhole boards. We played cornhole. In the with dark. Pe with peacocks. peacocks. I have video of playing cornhole with peacocks. Who can say that they Isn't that a good group? Isn't that an peacocks? all band cornhole with peacocks? <laughs> I think I saw them at the Fillmore, yeah. <laughs> no, they're at the TLA this weekend. That's where I, I think it's, it's going to be a new podcast, the cornhole with peacocks. Cornhole I mean, with peacocks. I think they're opening for Arctic Monkeys <laughs> yeah. coming up soon because it is the Arctic, even here in Tampa where it's 36 degrees. But it will go up into the 50s cornhole today. With cornhole with peacocks. Here comes a block you know, of Somebody's Born gonna Hall be listening, going, "Oh, that's a great name." It's the new microbrew. It's, it's my out. new album. I come, I'm gonna, I'll be selling my mixtape of cornhole with peacocks disc that I cut last I night. I thought that was your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> but think, think, I know. Seriously, look at, think of all the uh, double entendres right there. Oh cornhole yeah, throwing the vultures. Peacocks. Throwing the, the vultures vul were in the trees this morning. 
and uh, we're getting ready for the college football championship. But, of course, we kicked it off in the National Football League yesterday. And the reason we made our show earlier, not because we wanted to get up with five hours sleep after working until 1.30 in the morning and Robin was editing stuff all night, because we wanted to get this show started. Because we know when the NFL games, when the Steelers and Dolphins start playing at 1 o'clock this afternoon, you know, everybody's going to be watching a game. So we want to give people a chance to have brunch with Bruno here in Tampa. So we get up early. And Luigi doesn't like getting up early, even though he has to a lot. No, I love getting up early. It's you just, do? Yeah, i got to get to bed early, though. I'm up at 5.30 in the morning every morning, Tony. Especially, well, except for here, because we're going to bed a little bit later, so we need to recharge we're the batteries. We're going to bed a lot later here. I would have went even later if you went out with me to Mons Venus last no, night. No, no, no. I told you, man. We're not doing uh, Mons Venus. I'm trying to keep him away from trouble spots. You're not supposed, that it's a bad place. You're supposed place. to be down here taking me under your wing. Show me how to flock my peacock feathers. Exactly. And you're keeping me inside like a house cat, man. Even the peacocks were, were putting their feathers away. It was so cold last night. Even they didn't yeah. want to get those damn, they didn't want to put the tail feathers up. It gets cold back there. You see the wardrobe I brought with me down here, man? Are you kidding me? I told you to check the weather. It was going to get cold. Dean texted me and said it was going to, get, it was going to be the coldest four days of the year. They're not dancing outside, Holmes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring my boy shorts. That's how cold I knew it was going to be. I left my boy yeah, shorts. Yeah, but Pantamonium would have hooked you up, man. They brought shorts down. That's true. That's not true. Not boy shorts, though. They don't have any of those yet. No, nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. I need one of those uh, thong, those Brazilian Although, man thongs. You <laughs> could. Pantamonium could make boy shorts because the inside of the female skorts are these fantastic little stretchy things. Are you those could boy be boy shorts? Is that what you're saying? Board boy, or boy. Board? No, well, boy shorts. The boy shorts. Not board it's a, it's shorts. An inside joke. Not boy shorts. Tony, Tony um, w- instead, of, he didn't wear Speedos. He would wear diving trunks, which are long, Real tight. You know, yeah. they're tight. You know, right. when you're snorkeling and stuff, you don't want that drag of your. You know, these yeah. guys who wear these bathing suits that go down under their knees. You can't swim in those. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're good swim- buoyancy. If you're like, if you're going to start sinking, they <laughs> open up like a parachute <laughs> underwater. But you have to have aerodynamics when you're a lean, mean snorkeling machine like I am. So when I go under the Caribbean, I don't wear the big trunks. I wear the, the, the you know, the, the tight fitting. And people call them boy shorts. That's what chicks yeah, wear. Yeah, no, exactly. They, they, they look great on my girlfriend. But um, I just, uh, you know, that great meal I saw in the media room doesn't really, that's it, not great anymore. That, that visual is in my head See, thanks now. a lot. <laughs> Meanwhile, Holly Rowe is going to join us, one of the finest female broadcasters. She's doing sidelines at ESPN. She knows her college football. She knows her college hoops. She is a college expert. She's going to join us here today. Meanwhile, we also have to go back to yesterday. And we will give out the locks. Yesterday, I told everybody that I was going to give you guaranteed stone-cold NFL playoff locks. And our buddy Jose from Norristown called in. And we allowed Jose to make his selections. And let's go back to the tape now. The, the first game yesterday, of course, was your Detroit, uh, Detroit Lions. No, actually, it was the first game was the Oakland Raiders. Correct. Against the Houston Texans in Houston in NRG Stadium, Texans minus four. And I started it by asking Jose this question. Who do you like, Other Jose? I like the Raiders. He's going with the stuff. Raiders. The Raiders with Connor Cook. Well, their defense better make mm-hmm. tackles today, all right? Because they're putting a lot of pressure on your mad. offense. And their two wide receivers mm-hmm. are banged up. And their defense in the last game against Denver couldn't tackle me. They missed like 20 tackles in that game. I, I, listen, I love the Raiders. I just don't see them winning this game. Seattle and Detroit, the latest line I have is it's still, what is it, uh, seven and a half Seahawks favorite over the Lions. I like the underdog. I will take the Lions. Wow. It's a dog day afternoon and evening for Jose. He's going double dog dare down, double dog daring you. 
to take the two dogs. This isn't a, I don't have any vested interest in this game. I'm giving you stone-cold guaranteed locks. And I'm telling you right now, Seattle will lay a beatdown on the Detroit Lions and cover the number easily. Hit the stone-cold lock right there. Lock it in. I'm going to go with both favorites today. No, yeah, I'm going to go with both favorites. I don't think Oakland's going to be able to, to keep this game close. As bad as Houston is offensively with Brock Osweiler, Wait, I just don't think the Raiders are playing good enough defense. You just can't, no, it's just the bottom line. You can't put Connor Cook up against a starting NFL defense expecting him to win a game. Exactly. You, you just can't do it. If he does, it'll be do one it. of the great stories it. of the yeah. postseason. You can't do it. Beautiful. So there you have it. Not only did I say to Jose, who we respect and love and admire, that he was making a mistake by going double dog dare Saturday, taking both underdogs. What up? I said, we've got to take both favorites. And that doesn't happen. A lot of time, the dog will cover. The dog will hunt. Well, the second dog, Detroit should have covered if they didn't completely No, they, sh- they yeah. should have covered. They were terrible. They were smoked, as I said it on the show. It was a double-digit biblical beatdown. Can a man who went one and one and has to pay juice feel salty and have a little... No, just, Come on, man, seriously. Because you went against me, and I told you yesterday... I didn't go against... <laughs> This is you not a personal shot no, here, but, Tony. No, but I made my picks. You made your picks. And I said both favorites would win, and I guaranteed it. I gave them away for free, and I guaranteed you picks. And we have one more that has to come through, or else I will have to give you the All-Star, the NBA All-Star Game, the three-point competition, the slam dunk contest, the NHL All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl, and, of course, the skills competition at the Pro Bowl results absolutely free. And that's normally a fifty nine ninety five value if you call my special 900 number. But I'm going to give that to you free <laughs> if I don't get the next pick. We're not releasing any Triple Crown picks because those exotics pay big, big money. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's way too early. You it's, only January. it's only, it's only you January. You don't get those on a pre-recorded message. Well, globe, I haven't even looked at the horses yet. <laughs> the Globetrotters are coming to Orlando as well next week, so I want to get that broken down. Oh, I will I guarantee a Globetrotter victory. <laughs> I, like I don't the, know what like the, the general. I like the Guarantee. <laughs> I like the house. No, I don't know, man. I like the generals plus 91 and a half, to be honest with you. Brett Klotz still coaching the generals. I don't think they I don't think they play the Washington Is Generals. Is Curly still no. playing? No, no. Can you name one Globetrotter now? A but the Globetrotters, uh, the Globetrotters, <laughs> do they have point spreads on Globetrotter games yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> Holly Rowe's going to come in here and join us in a few minutes. Outstanding broadcaster, sideline reporter, who's had a lot of stuff going on in her life. But she's been at ESPN not as long as I was. She started there in 98, but she's from Utah. Unbelievable sports career. And a great lady. So she's going to join us. She'll be doing the sidelines tomorrow night at the National Championship game. From Utah. From Utah. That's for Selden Young. Shout out to Selden. Swan Princess, you know, the big, or the biggest pantomonium client, is also from Utah. I didn't know there he were that many so cool awesome. people. So do you know that this I didn't know Swan. I know the Swan and the Princess hotels over at Disney. <laughs> but I didn't, know, I didn't know about the Swan. I, didn't, I thought it was a movie. I thought it was just a Disney movie, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, right? it's, no, it's a, a series of a, movies. Like it's eight, an entire right? franchise, yeah. and and it started off with Disney, which my daughter loved. I mean, it started off as a ballet. Um, Swan Lake, Swan right? Lake, uh, with Chai- which I think you, I think uh, Luigi has seen Swan Lake like five times. No, I've never seen Swan Lake, man. Really? Beautiful. I've Beautiful taken a swan dive into a lake <laughs> a few times, but I've, I've never. Seen <laughs> but but. Wait, we have breaking news. Yes, I have some. I have some news for you in the Globetrotter line. There is a line yes. on the Globetrotter game. So there was this. This came from MGM, man. Uh, this is when they played the World All Stars, formerly known as the Washington Generals. Right. The Globetrotters were a mere five-and-a-half-point favorite, <laughs> but the over-under was 175-and-a-half. They didn't cover. The last time the, but the last time the Globetrotters lost was January 5th, which was not too long ago, 1971. Exactly. 
I, I, think they, wow. I think that game was rigged. They, they threw it, and there was a point-shaving scandal, much like the Boston College one of not that they, long ago. They trailed, by, they trailed by 12 with two minutes to go and, stay, and staged a furious rally, but lost 100 to 99. Wow. Would you get a refund if you went to that game and you want, Actually, you should get more money. To be at the only game they ever lost would be exactly. awesome. I think the last time they lost, I don't even know if it was them. I think they might have played at the, the Clint City Tropics. <laughs> That's who they played <laughs> with coffee black. Is it me or did, you, did I grew up thinking that no, like if you're the greatest basketball players on earth, you play for the Harlem Globe, uh, the Globetrotters. I mean, I always thought that. Well, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of the Globetrotters are guys who had NBA careers or guys who couldn't be NBA players and just have remarkable skills of ball right. handling and yeah. passing. And you have yeah. to have some theatrical ability. You know, right. and then a lot of people play basketball, yeah. but to play for the Globetrotters, you got to have entertainment value. You got to when they bring the person on the court, they get the bucket of water, they go throw a confetti. Exactly. Yeah. It's fun, man. It's fun. You can't have I guys. just remember those commercials playing all the time. They never, I never see Globetrotter commercials. Yeah, anymore. they do. When they come to your local town, they'll Wait. they'll do some local Can commercials. Can you find the iconic music? The Sweet Georgia Brown. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sweet Georgia Brown. And it Brown. was the and the the whistling. Yeah. yeah, it was Sweet Georgia Brown. And Curly would do the circle around yeah, the middle. I mean, the, you know, I'm old school. I so can't whistle worth crap. Yeah. <laughs> Meadowlark, Lemon, Curly Neal, the original yeah. Globetrotter guys. I saw the, I brought that up because I was flipping through the channels and I saw them playing the, the All Stars or whatever, yeah, and they won by two. Listen, here it is, here it is. Still having himself a ball. I love that the Globetrotters were like in Gilligan's Island. Yes, back in the day. That's when it officially jumped the shark. When, no, when the Globetrotters no. showed up in Gilligan's they, Island. And they, they would be guests on all the different cartoons, they like are. on Big oh, Al, yeah. Albert, and Scooby Doo. Did they go in the mystery uh, meat van or the mystery oh, yeah. meat locker? Meat locker or, <laughs> Globetrotters aren't meats, man. They, they, got high in the, they got high in that van. You know they went to the mystery van with the Globe. You know. Anyway, that's the Globetrotters. We will have a pick. I'll give a free Globetrotter pick, too, if I don't make knock. I'm going to give you all four wild card weekend locks. We're two in, two more to go. First game starts at 1 o'clock, which is why we're doing an early show for you. Not for us. No. Trust me, I'd rather sleep in till noon if I could. I hate. But we haven't been able to sleep in till noon at all because we're here working hard for you in the media center. So don't forget to take care of us on your way out. Please. <laughs> Unless you go to Mons Venus with the Luigi. And I'll take care of you. Where there's no alcohol. <laughs> But you still have to take care of the, the waiters and waitresses, like Dean does when he goes there. 20, 23 months, 0% APR. That's I think Dean, Dean's a 2001 guy. I don't think he's a Mons guy. Right, Dean? Mons or 2001? Yeah, because there's a couple of... Ronald Dale Mabry, right near Raymond James Stadium. In the shadow of Raymond James Stadium, some of the iconic, legendary establishments, as we like to call them, here in Tampa Bay, which people know around the country. This is not just local knowledge, Luigi. The Mons Venus is Oh, no, no, it's known. national. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Everyone, they, you, you fly into Orlando and hang there, but when you want those kind of clubs, you always come to Yeah, Tampa. but I got to go, man. It's like going to Paris and not seeing the Eiffel Tower, man. It's I, impossible I, I gotta, not to I gotta see gotta the Eiffel Tower. I, yeah, well, it's impossible not to go to Mons Venus. So they got a lunch crowd or what, man? Uh, probably. <laughs> okay. There's always a crowd in there, especially when there's tourists in town for a big event like the yeah. National yeah. Championship game oh, yeah. or yeah, the they, convention. They fly in extra girls. Yes, they do. Yeah. They do at the Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. They fly them in. Absolutely. Yes, they do. So now we'll. Uh, so yesterday we gave you the two guaranteed locks, and how about? I mean, listen. I, Connor Cook actually started playing better later in the game, but the Raiders couldn't do anything against that defense. And now that defense will find out whether they're going to New England after their results today, because obviously the Patriots are the one seed, and they will play the lowest seed standing. Right? That's how it works. So we know that they're moving on. Pittsburgh, by the way, the first game today at Miami. I have inside information on this game. 
I have insider information this, on this, this game. Is it breaking news? This or? is breaking news. As you know, it's going to be cold in Pittsburgh. It's really cold in Green Bay. Wait, cold snowing. in Pittsburgh's breaking news? No, that's not the breaking news. <laughs> cold in Tampa is breaking news. Okay? It's breaking me right now. Freezing citrus is breaking news. Freezing citrus. I think that's another band that's playing here tonight. Yeah. They'll be at the media party They're tonight. They're giving out gold. Freezing Citrus is opening up for, uh, for, for Cornhole Peacock. Corn, yeah, the cornhole cornhole Peacock playing, and playing Frozen with peacock. and Freezing Citrus tonight. And Dean will be there uh, with 20,000 other people because he heard Freezing Citrus was in town from Hernando. And he says, I got to go there, man. I got season tickets. <laughs> season tickets. <laughs> So what's the, what's the scoop? Tell me so, what you got. No, the line it, it, keeps it, it, going up because Pittsburgh is now in some places 13-point favorites over the Miami Dolphins. It's a lot, man. It opened at minus 10, Pittsburgh, and obviously the Dolphins laid a biblical smackdown on them. Jay Ajayi ran for 200-plus yards in that first game. And, but I was in Miami in October. This is Pittsburgh in January. Mm. And they ain't be wearing any shorts. Oh, well, you know, the manly men will be wearing shirt sleeves, right? The linemen, yeah, yeah. you'll see all the wimpy dudes, the receivers and stuff. They'll have the hoodies on. They'll have full body armor on. They run back to the sideline to get the full parka. Get yeah, exactly. On. Yeah, yeah. They're fighting over the warm spot in the bench. Like, yeah, that's right. And then Green Bay is absolutely frigid. It's below zero. Pittsburgh's like zero with the wind chill. That's what it's supposed to be. These are cold weather places, and they're outside. There's no domes, and kickers are going to have to worry. The, the Miami Dolphins kickers were working with frozen footballs this week to try to get ready for the conditions. That's how you prep, man. Yeah, you, you can't have a nice, nice tight foot. You go, go out and you make them frozen so that the, the kickers can understand what it feels like kicking a frozen ball. And remember, the Miami Dolphins have not been in the playoffs in seven years. It's incredible, So man. Pittsburgh, and I got inside information on Pittsburgh, which is going to absolutely blow you away. And that's why I will make my pick on this program today and guarantee you a third consecutive win or you know what the package is of free selections coming up for the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm rooting to lose that now. I, that package is so good. I want you to get one wrong. No, nobody wants me to get one <laughs> Nobody wants me to cash. My, my Mr. Monday Night, which I made famous long before the wrestler stole it from me and then went out. Who was the wrestler who called himself Mr. Rod Van Dam stole Mr. Monday Night from me. Now, I never jumped off a t uh, the turnbuckle into a folding table kind of stuff, but I did something <laughs> harder. I guaranteed victories every single week. I didn't chant ECW when Rod Van Dam was jumping off at the old ECW arena in South Philadelphia, not that far from where we live, Miss Robin. And have you, have you, to win, you have to win Monday night, so that's key. That, if you're going to be the man, that's the, that's the man, that's the night to do it. Because Monday Speaking about being the, the man. Nick Saban, one of the coaches. The coaches had another news conference today. That's a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah, hey, hey, just started playing. That's all right. Sorry. The Globetrotter's always right at the show. <laughs> They'll come in here and actually put on a little exhibition if they were in town. Yeah, I was going to start dribbling right there. I just... They're coming here on the 22nd? Oh, perfect. Oh, we got to come back for that. Oh, 22nd of February. That's oh, another, yeah. another reason to come back yeah. down to Tampa. Spring training will be underway. Mm -hmm. The weather will we'll have 30-degree temperatures. Yeah. It's my mom's <laughs> birthday. We'll make up whatever excuse we have to. And then uh, Luigi will get to go to Disney for more than one day. He'll yes. get to do all the parks. He'll get to do uh, See that? Animal Kingdom. You say Disney, my, my, and, the, and the cheeser just comes right up. Exactly. Me too. Smile just happens, man. Yeah, Me too. Good. I, I really do want to videotape him going on his first roller coaster ride, though. Yes, not, we will. I'm not going to let you exploit that on, on Hell Yes, Hell yeah, you are. Why? You're getting in with us. You're, we're exploiting it. <laughs> we're gonna, no, we're not taking him no. in. I don't want the teacups. I can't do spinny, no. spinny rides. I can do extreme coasters, multiple Gs. But the spinny rides. I can just... do inversions, all those things, but I cannot do spin rides. What is rides. it about age that all of a sudden makes you not be able to do that anymore? 
Um, I don't know, but it, that's pretty much how it is. As soon as my dad hit that certain age, he couldn't. It's no more it just, roller coasters. No, I, no, mean, I can I'm do roller coasters. I'm ready to go. Roller coasters oh, are spinny. fine. It's the spin. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't do spinning. I can't rides. do the spins anymore. I used to do those hellhole rides where you stand up oh, against the wall God. and the thing goes around yeah. and around, and then the gravity keeps you up. They lower that the floor. They call it the gravitron. The gravitron. I call it the hellhole back in the day. That's what that ride was called. So I call that where I live. I call so. it the Phillies the hellhole <laughs> exactly. right now because of the weather. But anyway, enough of that. So today, the coaches had another news conference right across the street at the convention center. And Nick Saban, speaking of wrestling, Nick Saban dropping a little uh, Ric Flair. Be the man. You got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Woo. That was Nick Saban woo. a short time ago. Recorded exclusively by the Tony Bruno Show live microphones. Now, he didn't actually say that, but he paraphrased Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, if you want to be the man, you got to beat right. the man. He says, if you want to, i got to find the exact quote. But it's obviously, he, he, Nick Saban is not a guy who has a vivacious personality. Think of Bill Belichick. You know, he doesn't really say much. Very low-key, right? Some, some people say droll. He's droll. He's not a, he's not a fun guy, Nick Saban. Right? Would right. you say he's a fun he's, guy? He's uh, he's very Bill Belichick. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. He would never, exactly. He's an exact clone. You man. would never use the word like warm and fuzzies no, for with him. I, but I dry. But Bill dry. Belichick in in private. Now I've I've been in, in, in at events with Bill Belichick. Sure. In the off season, dinners and stuff. I actually heard and, he's a pretty funny he, guy. Oh, he is. He is. But when he's in work mode, which is dealing with the media and coaching. He, you, that's why you look at Belichick and you never see any different expressions. You don't know whether they're winning or losing when they show a, a sideline shot of Bill Belichick. And that's right. what a coach is supposed to look like, though. Exactly. Can't and Nick Saban's the same way. Nick Saban is one of those guys who's just, he's just locked in. And so a lot of people don't like him because they consider that arrogance. A lot of people don't like Belichick because they say, oh, look at the guy. He's, you know, he doesn't like the media. He doesn't answer any questions. And Nick Saban's the same thing. He's pretty droll. He doesn't, he doesn't See, give you anything I, juicy. I, droll is the wrong word, Tony. I just looked up the definition. What's droll mean? Droll means curious or unusual in a way that provokes dry amusement, a jester or entertainer, a buffoon. So that would not be. No, you're right. That's, I'm glad you looked that up. Droll, dull. Maybe dry. just remove the. How about the, dry? Dry like is good. dry sense of you just just you know. But he doesn't have a dry sense of humor. He has no sense yeah, of humor. He, I wouldn't even use dry. Humorless. Like <laughs> humorless. <laughs> Blah. But that's what that's not his job. Is not his job isn't to entertain us. My job is to entertain. Correct. Nick Saban's job is to win national championships and have people hate him because he wins national championships. Unfortunately, there are too many people on the radio who are also dry. They don't entertain. They need but to. But they be don't have to. Not everybody has to entertain. Well, they should. If well, you're on your radio, you should you should be an entertainer. There are some people who just want facts. They just want information. And I gave you that, too. I told you, I'm going to give you information on this Pittsburgh-Miami game that you're not going to get anywhere else. Tony you Bruno on NPR would not work. No. no. Well, I would, actually. They would, they would actually have people who listen to somebody who didn't sound like they were just waking up now, didn't and you, needed an enema. You, didn't you guess? No, it wasn't on NPR. It was on... Um, what was the news station on uh, in L.A. that would have you guest on every now and then? That was the Good Day L.A. show. No, not the not the TV, the radio. Didn't you fill in for somebody? Oh, a on, on uh, KFI, but KFI. That's, a, that's a talk station. That's not an NPR. That's not a public radio network. Yeah, but it's still that's no. It's entertaining talk. It's entertaining talk radio. It's not. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? I don't know. I don't even listen to whatever you want. I've been on NPR because I have that kind of intellectual level that you can bring to an NPR, but an entertainment faction that you can bring anywhere else. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, sometimes I go NPR and give you stats right. and bore you to death. And then sometimes I bore you to death and then get you a little bit more uh, You have variety. Uh, it's a vari better variety. Yes. Like a lot of the radio stations who are changing their formats on Monday morning. Tomorrow morning when you wake up in many cities in America, which is interesting about our business, you'll hear radio stations that you heard last week when they were playing Christmas music. Now all of a sudden with new formats, oh, new yeah. call letters, new morning shows. All these companies blow now, out their... That's what they do. commercials. They were, they were, no, fewer commercials. <laughs> no, they, uh, they, uh, a lot of them will change to Spanish. That's what happens in Florida. Yeah. You, yep. can't, uh, you, can't, you don't speak the language of your favorite radio station um, that you listen to on Friday on Monday. The, uh, on, it's just crazy. Or a lot of them what just... What the hell's going on out there? I don't know what's going on out there. It's called the economy and radio stations need more money and more commercials. Speaking of that, we'll get into the college football argument that's going on around here in Tampa concerning college football games. Because people complain about it. You know, you, you can't watch an NFL game now without the officials getting ripped. Oh, that was a bad call. Like yesterday, watching the game. That was a makeup call. There were some missed calls in the Raiders game against Houston. People were screaming about the officials. Oh, and then Dean were there like, oh, it's a makeup call. Remember, there was a bad pass interference. There was no pass interference. And then the next play, when there wasn't pass interference, they called a pass interference. And then you had Paul Richardson putting on a clinic. What an unbelievable performance Fantastic. that was. Even though he face-masked on the touchdown. It's still pass, a hell of a catch, it man. It was an unbelievable. He made three unbelievable catches. Paul Richardson, the guy who used to be the organist at Veterans Stadium <laughs> in Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah. now a great Dusted wide receiver. Dusted off the pipes. Dusted <laughs> off the pipes for one night only. He came out. Hey, and here comes Holly. I'm out. All right, and then, walking up and joining us now, as I've been mentioning, let me give her a hug. Holly Rowe. I haven't seen her in forever. How oh, are you? Oh, my gosh. Do you know that I used to be like a runner Wait a minute, sit down there. We gotta, we gotta, we can't. I've got to be by the microphone. Ah. That makes sense, be by the microphone. No, you were working for ESPN Radio, and I was a young runner at different events, and I would just help out and run, st do stuff for uh, Ted Ganji when he mm -hmm. was producing or doing help stuff with your show. So, I, no, I've been stalking you for many years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's great to have stalkers. <laughs> no, but I mean, and, and you've done such a terrific job. And I'm, we're not here just to have like a mutual admiration society, but I, I've admired you, and I remember when you were at ESPN. But you can do everything now. So you started sidelines in college, but you are, everybody in, in, in college sports knows Holly. Everybody in all sports now, because you're so terrific at what you do. Oh, I appreciate that. I just did gymnastics this week, and I had the best time. I met Mary Lou Retton, and I literally cried. I was like, Mary Lou, you were so big. <laughs> to me. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think great. you and I are probably around the same age. Yeah. I remember. She, she was, was everything. It, right? She was everything. She was the bomb. I know. And we took a picture. I'm a small person. I'm 5'3". And she came up to my no. armpit. I was like, wow. she's tiny. <laughs> okay, sorry. You, just exactly what you thought you were getting from me. Mary Lou Rutten talk, right? Exactly. No, but that's what I'm saying. You can do gymnastics. Yep. You do volleyball. You do everything. Women's college basketball. And not just as a sideline reporter, but play-by-play. -play. I mean, you're doing everything. And you know, Beth Faber is a great friend because we were at ESPN, and, and, and I love to give respect to people who work hard and don't get the kind of recognition, like people like Beth Faber, who's been a producer at ESPN for 25 She's years, incredible. and she does everything, Yes, you know, and she hasn't been on the air in a while, but she did stuff on the air, she did voiceover stuff, and those are the people that don't get the recognition, at least now with you, doing all the stuff you're doing, people recognize you, and everybody that I know that knows you loves you. I mean, that's the thing about it. When you, ha when, you're, when you have the respect of your peers and the admiration of your peers, you know you're doing something right. Oh, that's good. It's, and it's important. I mean, I, I want people to respect what you're doing. I think that's really important. But I'm having a blast. That's why I do all those different sports. It's really selfish. Is It's fun. And, and I, you're I like from it. Utah, right? Yes, yes. 
Salt Lake City, Utah. How about this? So Steve Sarkeesian, the new offensive coordinator for Alabama, I covered him as a quarterback at BYU. Wow. So when I was starting, I worked for the BYU Blue and White Sports Network, and so I covered his um, Cotton Bowl season. You know, he went, I think they finished 10-2, and two, went to the Cotton Bowl, really good quarterback for BYU. So it's been really interesting to watch his journey, and I'm, I'm kind of pulling for him to have a good week this week and do, and do a great job. Now, Robin actually has inside Steve Sarkeesian knowledge. Nice. Let's hear it. I went to West High School where in L.A., and I was in the same grade as his younger sister, Amy. Oh, and is so that in I, Torrance? Because I, yes. I know his parents live in Torrance. And yes. so I partied with Steve. And oh, I, wow. oh, yeah. So yeah. blame Robin for some of the issues <laughs> oh, that Steve Sarkeesian oh, has experienced in his lifetime. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so funny, but the, the, his parents still live in Torrance. I, I'm living yeah. in Hermosa Beach right now, so I'm kind of in that same area. You know, I used to live in Venice Beach, and then I moved back to Philly like a dope where it's oh, freezing yeah. cold. Why and, would you uh, do that? The Sarkeesians have park. a very large family, and yes. I, I had a major crush on Steve. I actually I have uh, audio from Steve. We have Steve Sarkeesian audio? Well, let's hear him. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's funny because um, we were at the Peach Bowl last week and they were having a practice and I went up to Jalen Hurts. He was kind of standing on the side, the Alabama quarterback, and I said, hey, when Steve Sarkeesian takes over next year as your coordinator, I want you to go and look up old film of him playing at BYU because you don't know how good he was as a quarterback. And I want you to have this level of respect for him that like when he says something, he's been in your position and done what you're doing. So respect him. Well, it came a lot sooner, but I'm very proud to say that I heard Tom Rinaldi report yesterday that Jalen looked him up on YouTube and, and studied Steve as a player, so I love it. And you talk about BYU quarterback. I mean, Steve Young, go down the list. No, it was the factory. Jim McMahon. Ty, it was the factory. And that offense, you know, that um, they actually just laid Lavelle Edwards to rest yesterday, and I, I wish I could have been there, but that offense is really the birth of the air raid offense. So I had a chat with Hal Mummy, who kind of was the father of the air raid, which everyone's running now in college mm -hmm. football almost. And he said he was watching the Holiday Bowl of BYU. Jim McMahon brings them back. They beat SMU in the Hail Mary pass. And some of those passing concepts, those route concepts, he stole from BYU in that offense in that game. And they still are running those same routes in the air raid today, like Kip Cliff Kingsbury. Oklahoma's running it. TCU's running it. You know, like, it's everywhere. And that's why college football has changed, because I remember when I was in Alabama, it was like wishbones everywhere. Nobody right. threw the football. And now everybody throws the football in college football, which leads us to the next question, which is the complaints concerning the length of the games. Everybody does it. Baseball games are too long. And I know you, and people say, get rid of the commercials. Well, you can't because the networks pay so much for rights fees. That's why there's so many commercials. But I'm going to ask you this question because one of the ESPN writers at ESPN.com made this uh, interesting, breaking it down. Because back in 2000 and 2013, the average game time of college football games is three hours and 17 minutes. Now in 2016, three hours and 24 minutes. To the fans sitting at home who don't care, it doesn't matter. But to people who say, well, these games are getting too long, what about the, the, the changes that people are talking about as commercials, which isn't going to happen? No. But what about the first down, stopping the clock on every first down in college football, which they don't do in the NFL, or incompletions because of all the throwing now in college football, incompletions, the clock stops too. Right. I think there's ways that they could tweak that. Definitely the two that you mentioned. You know, but there's other ways. I mean, halftime is long. Part of that is because of the collegiate tradition with bands and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So could we shorten halftime? Absolutely. Could we shorten the amount of replay, you know, the length of replay? You know, they're unlimited Part of what college. people have talked about is the replay system. You know, I like it. I'm pro replay system, but it does take some time in certain games. So, you know, it, it's crept up incrementally, but um, part of it is nobody runs the football like they used to. But I think in this game, if Alabama wins, it's because they ran the football. Mm -hmm. Like the, if they run the football with Bo Scarborough, they'll win this football game. Now, Holly Rowe, ESPN will be doing it on ESPN. 
sidelines. And our buddy Ian Fitzsimmons is going to be down there doing the, the other sideline, the Clemson sideline, right? Yes, yes. I'll be on Alabama. Ian will be on um, Clemson. And it's so fun because Ian used to have a radio show in Birmingham uh, maybe 15 years ago. Right and I used to be a guest on his radio show. <laughs> so it's really cool that I get to work with Ian now. So it's going to be fun. And Ian was up at ESPN Radio with us back in the 90s when we started. It, Ivan Sakon. So everybody that I've ever worked with. I, I said to Beth yesterday who was here, I said, I don't think there's anybody in the industry anywhere that I had don't have a connection with some way along the lines of the 100 years that I've been doing this. Well, that's a, it's a testament to you and good for you that, that you have these good connections and that you're still doing what you're doing because I loved your show. I mean, it was the late night show for a while and I would stay up because I was in Utah, you know, so the time zone worked out so I could stay up and listen to your show and I just loved it forever. Well, thank you. I know you've had, a year ago actually, you had your latest scare and a lot of people who've read about this who don't know it. I mean, two times you've gone through cancer treatment, and last year in January of 2016, I mean, it was a major, major situation. Yeah, I'm still, I'm actually still going through treatments. I'm having uh, infusions every three weeks, but everything's going great. My scans have gone great. My energy's good. It's just the weirdest thing. You're like, okay, one day I'm in the hospital getting all these pokes and prods and scans and all this stuff, and then the next day I go fly out and I'm an ESPN sideline reporter. It's been the weirdest life, you know, and the people in my in my hospital have no idea what I do or who I am, and it's just such a weird life, like you're balancing these two things right now, but it's good. Everything's going great. You, well, you look, look fantastic. Great. Thank you. My hair's grown back in really so good. I was actually going to ask you that because I, I had I'd heard what you were going through, but I didn't realize how bad it was until I read more. And I had seen you on the sidelines, and I was like, oh, I love her new haircut. It looks fantastic on her. And then I realized that it would, but I mean, like, it's really working for you. I, people are like, you need to keep it like this. You need to keep it like this. And I'm, I've had a lot of people on um, Twitter or whatever, they'll be like, why did you cut your hair? And I'm like, well, it fell out in handfuls. That's exactly how I cut my hair. You know, it was so funny. But um, I'm glad it's working because, it you know, I, I did wear a wig for the first couple of games in the season because, I mean, I was really bald. Yeah. No offense, but I looked just like. You well, and thank um, you. except yes. with the you didn't have yeah great you look cuter because your goatee makes you look kind of bad but um, <laughs> yeah I didn't look as cute as you do so I did wear a wig but then it started kind of growing in I had a little fuzz and um, actually Candace Parker of the L.A. Sparks she kept seeing me without the wig on she's like go without the wig you look so good so she kind of encouraged me and, and gave me some courage to try it and then and so I've gone without it since no it's great and and, and everybody's rooting for you and but you look great and then you've had thank now you. this is a rare form of melanoma right yeah it's it, you know if I can do one little plug to everyone out there some melanoma is a skin cancer. Right. The people who get this type of cancer I have are 65-year-old farmers. So covering your skin and not being in the sun, do not tan. Were you, I just were you a sunbather? Like I was. You know, my generation, we went to tanning beds. I live in Utah, which um, the, the elevation, uh -huh. Utah has the highest incident of okay. melanoma. So because that's part so of it. Because it's so much closer to the sun. Exactly. And so if you're out, you need to be even more careful. Even more careful. And so I just beg people is, you know, you only get one skin. And what I'm mm -hmm. learning is that just the dumbest thing can then spread inside your body and give you tumors inside your body now, and it's you very dangerous. Did you see something on the outside? Yeah, I just had okay. a little, a little um, looked like a mole, like a red mole on my chest and uh -huh. I just thought it looked ugly so I went to get it taken off and good Thank goodness I did because that was the start of it. Yeah. But, you know, just no suntan in the world is worth what I've been going through. So I really encourage people to just wear sunscreen, cover up. It's, it's so important. Yeah, I, I, I don't tan period. I'm a, I'm a natural redhead. So um, I, I do the spray on. And yeah. the spray ons that they have now are not orange. If you yeah, do no, one, it's good. And great. there's lots of other options right yeah. now. And I'm telling you, like, I've got some pretty nasty scars and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, tans are not worth all of this. No, suntan is worth all of this. So cover up. And then if you have any doubts, get it checked out. I think a lot of us are like, well, maybe this is something. I don't know. Maybe this is, I don't know. When in doubt, 
check it out. Yeah, and I go to the dermatologist every few years, and I have a bunch of things, and you know, because you right. get older, right? And I I go out in the sun. I, I don't. I'm not one of these guys that goes and lays on the beach and wants to get golden brown. Right. I get incidental sun, right. and I don't wear hats a lot, so my my, my head gets tan. You know, just naturally, you get the and I'm Italian, dome. so I I'm, I don't use a lot of sun stuff, and I don't go out. And when I when I go to the Caribbean, I mean, I'm yeah. totally covered up in, in sunscreen. Yeah, because it's a cumulative thing. You know, as we age, all the sun damage you've had over your life, that's where you get you know start getting active cells. And the other thing that you pointed out that people don't realize, it, it's not just internal. If you get melanoma cancer. It, it's internal. It's, it affects it will a kill lot you. of the It's not just external. It's, it's, it goes, if Everywhere. it spreads, then it goes right. into your so lip. So Jimmy though. Carter, I don't know if you guys have read about, so President Carter had melanoma, started out as skin cancer on the outside of his skin, and he ended up with um, lesions on his brain. It spread wow. to his brain. So wow. he's now cured this, this new drug that they've got, which is what I'm on, actually. Uh-huh. So I'm hopeful that I'm going to be cured soon. But, you know, so anyway, I know we got into it. We were on football talk. I know. I don't no, get no, but I, want, I wanted to, I wanted but to it's just good for tell people everybody, to hear. the people who know and have read the stories and i've been following your career the whole time and always see you on tv you know and then last i know it was a year ago right Mm -hmm. january of 16 where you went through i'm talking about major major evasive uh yeah i have a new armpit i call her agnes agnes (laughs) my new armpit she's ugly (laughs) i hate her but just really quick a lot of people are scared they think that getting checked means that they're going to have to have something horrible. Getting checked just means having a doctor look you up and down and go, it's easy. Ah, I think you're okay. Trust me, it's easier than having a brand new armpit yeah. and having drains come out of your body. Like the, the other part of it is worse. So just get checked out. They and can then, easily scrape stuff off yep. you, cut it off before it gets invasive. And it's it's so painful. easy. Yes. Yeah, so I've I had many things removed. If one person listening today gets something checked out because we had this conversation, yes. it will make me very happy. Because everybody, you know, everybody's talking about this game. Everybody's right. talking about the football today the NFL, yep. and you're going to be there tomorrow. So let's get back to the game. Football. Now you're on the sideline, so obviously you don't have rooting interest here because you cover all these sports. You have no connection other than Steve Sarkeesian knowing right. him. But you're not there rooting because you're an objective reporter, and your job is not to do what I do, which is give opinions. And Well, you give opinions. I give predictions. No, no, no. I don't do predictions, but I do like a good game. You know, obviously, we're selfish. We want a good broadcast. I Absolutely. think that's our rooting interest is we like a good broadcast. Um, but I like being on Alabama's sideline because I've had them a lot this year. I know their team very well. I'm able to see things quickly because of how they change. So I, I really like covering Alabama. It was interesting last year against Clemson. They were really worried about Clemson's hurry up and the speed of their tempo. And so they had these people like it looked like an army of Gatorade hydrators. They had these holsters around their waist with packs and Gatorade chews and squirting stuff in people's mouths. And I was Luigi like, okay. does that. He has Gatorade yeah. that packs it with him all the time. G two though, make it calories. Yeah, G2. he doesn't have a holster. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they have these big strapped bags around ten people on the sideline as the second kids come off. You watch. Yeah. you'll see this um, on the game that t- went Monday night, and I, I was like. Saban has everything organized. He's so good. Like, all his people are just the best. Aren't they complaining about the cold like everybody else here? Because it was 36 <laughs> degrees last night. Yeah, practice was chilly yesterday, but the kids loved it. You know, they're out there steaming. Steam was coming off their bodies because it's cold and they're hot. But I think I would rather... I wouldn't be... I, I wouldn't want to, like, play in... Freezing, freezing. Like where in Green like Bay today? No. <laughs> yeah, because you can't feel your fingers anymore. But I don't... I would rather play in nice, cool weather mm-hmm. than in the heat. Yeah, I agree. I think the temperature is actually going to be perfect yeah. for this yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. And it will actually be helpful to these guys with their conditioning. You know, sometimes your conditioning's a little off after the long layoff between the regular season and the beginning of bowl season. Last so. question. I know you got to run, Holly. Okay. I really appreciate your time. The good thing about this show is we don't have to worry about breaking every five minutes for perfect. commercial breaks. I know. I was like, this is so lovely to just chat. Exactly. That's what we do. Uh, last year, a game, 85 points. 
Nobody's expecting that because both defenses are good, and Alabama's offense isn't as high-powered as it was, but their defense up front is tremendous. And the question is turnovers because Clemson's turned the ball over a lot and found ways to escape. And the games that they, but so and I know I know Dabo said we can't turn the ball over against Alabama because you saw what happened with Washington. That's going to be the key here, right? I mean, there's no way Clemson can turn the ball over and expect to beat this team. I think you have boiled down the most important thing for the game. That's the question for the game. So yesterday at practice, um, part of the time at practice, I was watching the offense because I wanted to see how the play calling and all that with Steve Sarkeesian was going. But while I watched defense yesterday, they had five interceptions on their scout team for Alabama. So to me, that's the whole game. They're, this team has scored, I think it's up to something like 13 defensive touchdowns this season. It's almost unprecedented. I, I don't think any other team in the country has ever done that. No, because when they get the ball, they take it to the house. Right, they, they don't take just it get to the it house. and it hope to drive it. It results in points, right? Yeah. And they love it, and they feed off it like sharks. They get a turnover, and it's crazy. So um, I think that Clemson has had a little bit of a sloppy habit of they've won despite turning it over. Mm-hmm. If they turn it over, they will lose this game. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Absolutely. Holly Rowe, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give her a roaring round of applause, Luigi, from our studio audience here. Audio Avenue. I love Audio Avenue. Not Radio Row. Audio Avenue. And Ted Ganji, I believe, was the man who came up with Audio Avenue. I like it. What's that song? I want to take you Yeah, we did that yesterday. Eddie Grant. No, it's Electric Avenue. There it is. See? You know this song. Did you see the speed of that? Who's giving you that tone? Avenue. Oh! <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> People here in Audio Avenue are See, looking at us like what? brilliant minds. Brilliant minds think alike, Holly. As soon as I saw Audio Avenue, I said, it must "We're going to rock on too." It must have been the training that she did way back when. When she was a runner for yes, me. Yes, yes. She had the Bruno it. spirit residing there. within me. There it is. Proof. To Audio, Audio Avenue. We should and make a commercial. We'll take you higher. Tony's been training me for a few years now. My holster's filled with all kinds of fun things. <laughs> so you're not getting this on any other radio no. show. No, they're you're all sitting here very Holly bored. Rowe we're dancing. If you can only Electric see us Avenue. right now. I know. You know you what I mean? can only see us. We're better dancers than we are singers, that's yeah. for sure. Oh. I can't do either, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's why I do this. Holly, it's great to see you. Thank you for having me. I've, I love you all these years, and I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Holly. Ladies and gentlemen, Holly Rowe. You'll hear her on ESPN Radio. And Ivan Sikoski, I'm not going to give you a roaring round of applause. We got a real round of applause in here. Yeah, it was a real one. Thanks, Holly. Holly Rowe, breaking it down to levels you don't get anywhere else, including singing Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. Audio Avenue. Audio Avenue. No, we played it the first first moment I sat down there. I said, get Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue. Thanks, <laughs> It may be the final hour, Tony, but it's not amateur hour. I'll tell no, you No, it's much. not. Sometimes it sounds like that. How great is Holly Rowe? Huh? How great. Man, I, I didn't know what she, what she went through, but I just, she's just such a pro, and she's just, she's just on it. And I, that's what I, you know, when we talk about women, women in broadcasting, women in sports, and how hard it is for guys, some guys to accept women, Holly Rowe knows more about college football and college sports in general than 99% of the guys who sit at home and think they know because she's there. She's yeah. covering everything. She's not just standing on the sidelines. She, when she's on the sidelines, as you mentioned, she's in tune with what's going on with the players and the coaches. Well, with, and everything that she went through you know, with her battle and, and, and work, working while going through it, it's, that's, that's a testament to her character and her strength and everything, and it's incredible, man. I mean, like I said... I, when it comes to work and things like that, Tony, you know me, I'm dedicated. I, I went through a lumpectomy myself, nowhere near the, seri- the severity of her situation, but I don't miss work, nothing. But someone like that 
who's, you know, near-death experiences and very, very sick. Two and times she, having it, to go. And, and last had, January, she had, like, 200 things removed That's what from I mean. And to be able to continue to keep going, it's incredible, man. It's Major, incredible, I mean, man. seriously. That's strength right there. If you there, go back and, and look at the story of January of 2016, when she went back into the hospital for the second bout, she had, like, dozens of lumps removed from her body and nodes and lymph nodes and, and, and major parts, you know, as she mentioned. And I didn't want to get into it graphically, sure, of but it wasn't just like one little thing. It was all these glands in her body and nodes where this cancer, the melanoma cancer, had spread. It's unbelievable when you think about it that you have like one little mole and that inside of you, this stuff is spreading if you don't get it taken care of right away. And that's why we're not going to have any tanning bed sponsors ever. No, we're not. In honor of how they will be, I don't care how much they want to pay. Spray and tans, though, you know. Yes. They're, that's why we, people rip Donald Trump, but at least he's smart enough to put orange fake tan on. Well, he has <laughs> as opposed nasty to going, stuff. Like, we have one of our very, very Don't be good orange, friends. but be safe. I think that's the motto. One of our very, very good friends. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm just totally blanking. Susie Selleck. So, thank you. Susie Selleck. She has... A uh, tanning company that... Um, it's a spray-on tan. Though. It is the most awesome spray-on tan ever. It does. It looks... She can She can shade it so that it looks natural. Like, so for somebody like me, that is a pasty very white chick? pasty white chick, <laughs> you don't want to go really, really dark because it's going to look fake. I like to go but dark. But she makes, yeah. Yeah, she makes yeah. it look like... And, then, and, and, she and can, I like tanning, too, and with the real And it's airbrushed. Yeah. So when you airbrush it on, she can actually make me look like I have Which, abs. It's fantastic. She's actually coming back to town to, with her skin palette. Uh -huh. yeah. That's her, she's coming back. She's going to spray tan me. She, I gotta she, get the, she wanted, she wanted oh, to spray awesome. tan me. I said, I, I got to get... Well, you know, you got to get, get, get the you Gerard Butler. do anything, to be honest I got to get the Gerard Butler 300 spray yeah. tan fake ass. You know, I can yeah. take, take a razor and just shave them into your chest. So <laughs> <laughs> just go like that. You yeah. realize that you, you go naked or with Speedos on? Yeah, I know. Okay. We're boy shirts. I do that all Robin. the time anyway. I don't need to get tanned. I'm, I'm yeah. a confident man. Let's just put it that way, okay? It's fine. Well. It's fine. Hello. It's fine. Well, we're here on Audio Avenue with the Marriott. Beautiful sunny day. It's still chilly out. And it's going to get nice at 50s today and then tomorrow for the game back into the 70s, which is normal weather here. Although they've had 80-degree temperatures regularly here in Tampa. And people who know will come down here, not just the snowbirds, but spring training. There's a lot of baseball players who live here year-round. And so the baseball players will start coming down from cold climates in mid-January and get ready for spring training because the weather's nice here. That's why they have spring training in Florida. It's not super hot in January and February. You know, and most of the, you go down to Miami, obviously, and it's still yeah. warm. But here in central Florida, whether you're on the coast, Clearwater Beach where the Phillies train, or Lakeland, or all these other spots, Winter Haven, as you're coming across I-4 from Orlando, this is where all the spring training, or you go to the, uh, the Space Coast, as they call it, where the Astros train over at Space Coast Stadium. The Space yeah. Ghost does not go there. I miss the Space Ghost from coast to coast. You remember him? Oh, Did yes. you ever watch the cartoon Space Ghost from coast to coast? Yeah, it was still, oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah, it was a definitely. little too... No, seriously, it was like, it yeah. was like this cutting-edge, weird, adult-type cartoon, Space Ghost. He was very sarcastic, too. Yeah, he, he was like... He was really Look funny. it up, Robin. Space I will look Ghost, coast-to-coast. Coast. Right. It wasn't a cartoon like cartoony cartoons. It was this cutting-edge, edgy, wise guy, Space Ghost yeah. from coast-to-coast. Coast. I'll look him up. Yeah, and um, we, you were talking about the temperature. That's why golf courses, the same ones that are 20 bucks in the summer, now it's like 150 to play there. Exactly. So In Arizona, in the yeah. summer, you can pay $10 to play on some of the greatest courses, but in the winter, it's $350, yeah. $400. We have some uh, housekeeping to do we really, do? really quick. We do? Did Luigi spill something? Is Gatorade yes. G2? 
Yes, I, I need to get the vacuum cleaner out. <laughs> Yeah. But we want to thank everybody for tuning in on Facebook Live, which is brought to you by Pantamonium.com, which all of, I mean, We're everybody except for Lu Luigi. Luigi, Luigi now why aren't you wearing your Pantamonium gear today? Because right I'm the beaten stepchild over here. I don't get anything until last. What no. do you I had mean? You, didn't you, I, I didn't had you get something last night? I had it, yeah. But why I didn't so why aren't you wearing them? Because I had to put on jeans. It's cold. Remember they didn't have pants in my size. They didn't have pants in my size. Scott Scott was giving stuff away to other people, and he was hooking everybody up in the crowd and the audience that was there at the, at the little VIP party. So we didn't have anything in my size yet. So he was able to give me a, a pair of shorts, uh, which I'm going to be wearing to Disney. Oh, okay. but it's a, little, it's a little too cold it for that right now. It is too cold. So, so I only have Tony one pair I... of pants because my other pair ripped, <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to put those on eBay. They were $100 jeans when I bought them. I was going to throw them away because the, the knee ripped. And then I heard... I'm going to turn that $100 yes. pair of jeans into a $300 yep. eBay sale. You and I'll find some unsuspecting dope who will say, that's what I want. I think uh, I don't think it, it is anymore the case. But, like, if you, in Russia, they used to bring pants that were worn over to Russia, Levi's. And they would sell them for thousands of rubles. When I, when in I Russia, you don't wear pants. Pants, what are you? I, when, I, when, <laughs> when I went to Yugoslavia in 1984... The locals wanted all like yeah. the jeans and stuff that I it's was wearing. Crazy. So I would give them to the people. I wasn't selling stuff. I didn't even think of it. But I would give you like T-shirts and stuff from the U.S. Those people love that stuff. Now over that there. now Man. they can order everything on Amazon, exactly. so it doesn't matter. But but seriously, these these are Tony and I are wearing matching. Are they paisley or what? Yeah. What do we Tony call that? They're, they're called pimp and paisleys, and it's perfect today with the Steelers playing. You know, I can rock those. Pa so we got pimp freezing, and paisley. freezing citrus. We've got yeah. cornhole peacock, Corn, peacock, yeah, cornhole with peacocks. peacock, and yeah. now we have pimpin, pimp and paisley. It's like I'm pimping pimp and play and paisley, yeah. pimpin paisleys, and not Brad Paisley. Yeah. No, not Brad. No, well, no. who'd like to check you for ticks? Exactly, <laughs> the greatest song ever, man. I don't, you know me, Tony. I, I'm the furthest thing from a country fan, but that song is fantastic. I man. think that's Dean's favorite song too. Oh Brad Paisley's, I want to check you hey, for ticks. Dean's checking for line movement. That's what he's doing. Exactly. But let yeah. me finish the housekeeping. Um, so that's brought to you by pantamonium.com. Mm -hmm. If you want to order Housekeeping is brought to you by pantamonium.com. Yes, the, 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 the Facebook Live is brought to you by pantamonium.com. If you want or are interested in ordering anything or if you want to design something, just go onto the website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the big thing. It's just about people that want to create their own designs and everything else. We're the one place, you know, pantamonium can get that done. And you don't so. have to order like a thousand pair of units, no. as we like to call them in the business. Now, like 24, like uh, Takeo Spikes. He's going he's gonna to pick his favorite pattern. Instead of actually going out and shopping and, say, and looking for great patterns, you can actually create it yourself, and then you know, we'll go ahead and we'll have a tea in 30 days. And, the and fact this fabric that we, is great. It's micro-poly. It feels good. Even though it's yeah. chilly, I didn't feel chilly with these on. No, and, and the, these were at the Swan Princess one. Selden Young, who is the, he runs that big media empire of the Swan Princess, he actually he put long johns on, and he skied in these because the, the material is very water-resistant. So jump in a pool. You're giant five minutes here in Florida. Beautiful. So it's awesome. So, uh, it is so awesome. that's a lot of fun. And then we have the, you know, we saw just to, to finish the housekeeping to make it easy, um, golf is, is awesome. And we and the golf industry cannot wait until you guys are down here playing. So we have your putter buddy, we have which is, you know, Robert Campos has been absolutely amazing. Yes, with he, the, has. he has him and his wife, Tiger. Which how many how many amazing stories does she have? She I mean, as a U.S. Right. Marshal, and then um, Showtime grips at the other one um, with the uh, where everything's customizable, and the Joy Joy watches are customizable. I mean, that's it's everything you see here. Actually, speaking of which, Takeo, he his his uh, big idea was to have Pantaboni make the pants in the design that he wanted. Have Joy Joy make the design matching, mm -hmm. so that he would have, be head to toe in coordinated gear. 
That's how I, that's how I like to dress. Luigi like gets his clothes out, and he has it laid out on the bed in the morning, the night before. He does the old school. I'm representing the Tony Bruno show. You exactly. want me to come out look like some sucker? Come on, man. Well, you can look like a sucker. It doesn't matter as long as you're cool. I'm going to get dressed up I wouldn't call Takeo Specs a sucker. No, no, no. I am going to get dressed up. This is a sucker-free podcast, by the way. I'll be dressed up tonight. I, I, you know, I'm working, so I don't, but tonight I'll be dressed up. Not I me. got heels. I'll shave. I'll even shave. Really? Oh yeah, that's. I'm going that's, Johnny Cash tonight. That's big time. You're going, you're going to be I'm the going, man in black. I'm going to be the man in black tonight. I'm Luigi black has silk more tie outfit changes than Robin. I came with two pairs of jeans. I ripped one, and I only have one pair of pants. You messed up, man. You turned the camera on. <laughs> what do you want me to do now? That's why I'm wearing. Uh, no, I, I'm Wait, gonna, I wear these anyway. But you, but you, but we're we're with the Bruno compound, and we're doing and we're doing sheetrock and all this stuff. I'm I'm dirty as heck, man. You know exactly. that. Exactly. But you clean up good. I try, man. You and Robin clean up real good. Dean. He had a nice vest on last night, though, man. He's got, he the, had the, vest he's got on. the Marvel Man look going right now. He does. I, I, speak, I, I stole, I stole one. I'm, Scott and I are the same size clothing-wise. It's kind of handy. <laughs> How's that possible? Right, no, well, you're not four feet taller than he is, Robin. That's true. His pants are like capris on me, but we, <laughs> the rest of it is fine. But uh, he had this really cool uh, uh, pantomonium jacket that yeah, you that can order. Yeah, that jacket was crazy. It's a sports jacket. Yeah, it right. is now mine. It's it a blazer, is very right? cool yes. sports blazer with guitars all over it. It's it's yeah. uh, no, no, that was actually for a Monday after the Masters with um, that was the old company. That wasn't I didn't do that one. But you we but Pantheon, Pantamonium does do that. No, we, we no, we're not doing jacket yet. Oh, you're we'll not going to do them yet. No, no. You know what I want? Maybe at some point. Oh yeah, Paul, trust me, we're going to be doing everything that's that's out there that's available. But well, right the, now we're just focused what about on below the waist. Thongs? What about the <laughs> Brazilian thongs that I wear uh, to the beach? Can you get, can you give me some tank tops? Anything you can sew, I can do. All right, I, it's it's about getting the fabric to you, and then you can make socks out of them. You can make whatever you want. You can make little Tony sacks. I don't care. Beautiful. <laughs> got it. Tony sacks. Banana hammocks. I got to get yeah, one of those. Banana, banana hammocks. I got to get a. I got to get a customized banana hammock. Tony, I got some space ghost action for you if you want it. Coast to coast. Give me a little space ghost. To pick the cool hipsters out there, they will know what I'm talking about. This was on like MTV, right? Space I Ghost do Post not Post. remember this at all. Where's the guy talking? That's just a theme song, though. Yeah, that's all it is. Do you want okay. the actual intro, intro? But you have to look. You have to see. It was basically a frozen face where the, where the lips just moved. And the guy was just yeah, like a that's wise it. ass. That's what was great about it. He Only was a the wise ass. ass. Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, space. Whose and voice he was like a was DJ. That? He was like a he had like a it was a radio DJ guy did the voiceover for it. Yeah. But it was like so hey. edgy and so not it it's was the so great ahead. Space Ghost. The great space ghost coast to coast. And he was way ahead of his time. <laughs> way ahead of his time. Meanwhile, are we going to take our first break here? No, we got a few more minutes to tell me before. Oh, we okay, because Rob was saying we're doing housekeeping. No, I just wanted to make sure to get that done before uh we were up against the break. By the way, I see a guy here that I have to get on the show in the next hour. Who do you see, Tony? A guy that, I, that actually replaced me when I worked in Birmingham, Alabama. No. Yes. We going when to blows? What's that? We no, going no, to no, blows? no, no, no. No, no, he's a, he's a legend. He's a legend. I was a young punk in Birmingham when I worked there. This guy is a legend in Alabama. And, and Tony left Alabama because he got another job. Not because I moved back no, to I Philly. I got, a, I got a morning show in Philly. I moved to Birmingham in 76. And this gentleman, we're going to get him on. Because he is not just a great voice when it comes to Alabama football, but you've heard him on all kinds of stuff. Motorsports, if you're a NASCAR fan, he has done so many things that you will recognize. And he's a great broadcaster. 
and he's still part of the Alabama family. So we'll get him on. Okay. Does he have the great accent for like the NASCAR? No, he's guys a he's know. got that broadcast professional broad, but he's got a little bit of Southern drawl, no, which you got to have. Sang, down there. you got to have that sang. He's got twang. some sang down there. You got yeah. some sang. <laughs> Tara, you know Tara from Golf Life last night, she said we have to work on our southern accent. So I can do southern yeah. accent. Yeah, well, I want to sh- uh, can, shout I out to Golf Life. I can actually break into a southern accent better than I can back into my South Philly accent. I can go south, deep south, dirty south, better than I can go south Philly, dirty. where I grew up. You should give it a shot because, uh, you know, Tara said she really wants to see. She, they're listening now, and they're watching us now. And, uh, you know, she really wants to see if you could pull that off because she has her doubts. I can pull it off. I can pull anything off. In the second well, hour, you know what's weird though? Off. I'm the same way. So Tony can't do the South Philly accent anymore. I can't do a Dutch accent. Really? No, I can't. This, but you can so speak Dutch. I can speak Dutch. I can't do the Dutch accent though. I can do other accents. I just can't do the Dutch one. What is it about your own that you can't do anymore? Like I can do it. I mean, I, I still have some South Philly in me. I have a lot of it. But because I'm professionally trained through the diction and elocution when I got into the business, you, you, you see. The old school way for broadcasters back in like the 60s and 70s, actually goes back to before that. But when I started doing this stuff in the 70s was you can't sound like you're from, you have to sound like you're from nowhere. Right. You, the people are not supposed to be able to detect. It's supposed to be that Midwest no accent accent. And that's what the way broadcasting started. You notice the old school broadcasting announcers, they all sounded like broadcasters. Yeah. Yep. They didn't sound like just a guy off the street. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Because there were, there, were car- there were character actors who had different accents. There were people from all over the country yep. who became legendary based, and it didn't matter whether they sounded like they were from the South, right. the North, the Northeast, Boston, like Dean. Dean's got a horrific Boston accent. Oh, yeah, especially I still like him. you put any alcohol in people from Boston and their accent just goes crazy. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, it, when they move away and they try to change it, it's impossible. You know, New York, Boston, Philly, then there's the Deep South, and then there's the. But the, the Midwest, supposedly, that's what I was told that people from the Midwest don't have an accent, and that's the way you're supposed to sound. Huh. Well, Chicago, that doesn't count. I can't, Chicago has a... Yeah, no, not, a, not Chicago. No, I'm like, talking about the Midwest neutral. The, you like can't Colorado. Tell. You can't tell where that person is Colorado. from. It's the perfect melting pot right in the middle of exactly everything. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's, it's kind of like Orlando. Anyway, we will talk more Alabama football. We have, the, we have the locks coming up. I will have the latest, freshest, hot out the kitchen... Hot out the kitchen action on this Miami-Pittsburgh game. The first game today. The early games today, Pittsburgh and, and Miami. The 1 o'clock start, 105, and then 430 on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, the Green Bay Packers, and the New York football Giants. Those two games coming up today. That's why we're going earlier here on Radio Row. Audio Avenue. I almost said Radio Row again. It's Audio Avenue. And so we are going to go for a break here for only five minutes. You're going to hear some lovely music. Do not go away. Is it lovely music or is it just Phil music? Well, you're you're going to hear Alabama and Clemson fight songs. And and then I'm going to put in a little, I'll put a little flavor in and then I'll bring us back. Oh, man, that's what I need. So do not go away. Uh, Go to the bathroom if you need to. Get a snack. Uh, at, uh, go into the kitchen, whatever you're doing. Get another come on nice back. piece and of please, scrapple. Do not forget, <laughs> Hot share. Even if you've already shared the uh, the, the, the posts before, the, the broadcast before, share it again as often as possible um, because it really, really helps us out. Beautiful. Stay around. We're live here on Audio Avenue at the beautiful Marriott Waterside. And, and it's a marina here, too. It's not just a beautiful hotel. It's a marina right here, a channel side in Tampa, Florida, for the college football championship game coming up tomorrow night.
Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, ah, it's a remix of the rematch of the national championship game tomorrow night here in Tampa, Florida, Raymond James Stadium, and we are live. Hang on, give, us, give, us, give us a second. I'm rolling on 24s now, I think. You're rolling on 24s? I think I am, yeah. I'm rolling on something. You got new shoes on the feet, Tom? (laughs) (laughs) We're hot and fresh out the kitchen here live in Tampa on a chilly morning. And it's not just the rest of the eastern seaboard that's cold. It's raining in San Francisco. They're getting all kinds of crazy rain out there. And obviously a a, a bizarre cold front sweeping through the south with snow, not just in the normal areas of the of the eastern seaboard up there in the North Atlantic region where you would expect snow from Maine all the way down, you know, to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, yeah. Delaware. But it's all the way in the Carolinas, all the way into Georgia. It was cold and there was some snow. And then in Tampa, it got down into the 30s and there was a citrus freeze warning. So the cold weather is not just everywhere. Here in Tampa, it's going to warm up into the 50s again, but an unusual cold snap. It does get cold here. People don't realize in central Florida, it's not tropical all the time. I remember being at Disney World back in the day. We would do live shows right in front, right at the train station. And when you walk into the Magic Kingdom, back in the old WFIL days, we would come down here whenever Disney opened a new ride, and they would have a big week, and they'd bring all these radio stations down. I remember sitting there in January with an overcoat on, gloves, and a hoodie, doing a morning show, because it was cold. And then as the sun came up and you got to past 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, then you walked around with, you know, shirt sleeves. So in other words, you would wear layers. Yeah, layers. Yeah. It's like going to San Francisco in the summer. People show up with tank tops and stuff, and then they say, man, it's cold, and they run down and buy sweatshirts. You know the worst thing, though? I was a lifeguard at Typhoon Lagoon. Imagine oh, being a lifeguard. Lagoon. Imagine be- being a lifeguard today, but the English people, they jump in the pool on days like this. It's not oh, cold. Oh, yeah. It's you cr- can tell the tourists. They're wearing flip-flops, and it's 36 degrees out. Well, I would do the same thing coming over from Europe, and in the middle of winter, I'd be, as soon as the sun was like, woo! You're, you're out there because it's not freezing, freezing cold. So yeah. we'd be, I'd, I'd be in San Francisco visiting my dad, and I would go into the water at the beach. You're nuts, Robin. It, Luigi wouldn't go into the water if it was the Caribbean and the water temperature was 90 degrees and it was crystal clear. Well, that's because he can't <laughs> swim. He'd be a bad lifeguard then. He would be a yes. bad lifeguard. Although a Typhoon Lagoon, I think just sitting up there in the chair, yeah. Luigi would dig that thing. I don't go in the water, man. No, you don't have to go in the water. I'm telling you, though, like, one of these days, we're going to do a remote somewhere with salt water, where it's warm salt water. The Dead Sea. I think Luigi would be able to float in the Dead Sea. Because his big, like, he's... He's he's, muscle dense. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I was giving him swimming lessons, and... He was starting to get there, but he still was not comfortable because he couldn't float. Right. He tough. really he cannot do the dead man float but because when, he I is a dead either. man. I when can't do a dead man. Yes, float. you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. But, yes, you but did. But Scott, when I, when but I went you to did. when we went to St. Augustine um, last year, they had a saltwater pool at the hotel, and it was a lot easier. It was a lot no easier to float, easy. man. In the Dead Sea, anything floats. Yeah. Anything and everything. Yeah. I don't think you can even bowling dive ball. down if you want. You can throw a bowling ball into the Dead Sea and it will float. Yeah, it's, you too, it's that? too salt dense. Yes. Exactly. As I mentioned, what the show talks about, we're even giving you density updates today. 
We will have the championship game. We'll have the NFL playoffs. We're an hour away from kickoff. Can I go out later on the night and get a buoyancy update, please? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate like it. Like, buoyancy like, down your here. Show, your show is like Discovery Channel and ESPN had a baby with, um, you know, like those two had a baby. I'll exactly. Tell you two. With Dennis well, roll, in, roll in the comedy channel, too. <laughs> and roll in some comedy channel, some yep. history channel. Yep. Yeah, I mean, some sci-fi. And Playboy. It's, it's limitless. Playboy <laughs> channel. Limitless. It is limitless. Not the movie Limitless or the TV show Limitless. <laughs> Correct. Meanwhile. You don't even have to subscribe yeah. to any network. Yeah. Just listen to the Tony Bruno show and you'll get it all. Yeah, it's, great for, it, it's the ADD show. It's like the ADHD show. That's what mm -hmm. I love. We're the Adderall for yes. listeners. We take you don't the, have to get expenses yes. prescriptions that are not covered by your health right. insurance plan. We this take, is not audio ambient. We consume no. different magic pills on this program. Yes, we do. <laughs> I got the magic stick later on, which I will yeah. bust out, too, oh, as a matter of fact, at the media party later on tonight. 30. So we're talking about, you know, one of the things I love about coming to events is that I pretty much have worked with everybody who's ever been in the industry because I've been around so long. And so the Super Bowl, obviously many more because I haven't been involved in college sports for a while, but we love going to, to the Final Four. And, you know, I know a lot of the coaches, and I've been fortunate. But here we are in Alabama, as a lot of people may have heard. <clears throat> when I was in Philly, I was young, and I wasn't making any money, and I was working overnights for seven years before they would even put me on in the daytime. So one of the guys I work with, Kevin McCarthy was the overnight DJ, and he was from Birmingham, and he moved back to Birmingham to be with his family and to raise his family down there. When he got down there, he became the program director of the station, and he then he said, why don't you come to Birmingham? We'll put you on morning drive. So I went from overnights to my first ever morning drive job in Birmingham, Alabama in 1976. So I had to take a step back from market size to be able to get better at doing morning radio, because I had never done morning radio, because they wouldn't allow me on the air, even though I was working hard and moving my way up the, the totem pole. If it was not for Birmingham, I would have never gotten morning drive experience. And I work with two of the best guys in Birmingham radio history who helped me, and I, that's how I got, got to do morning radio and work with multiple people and find out ways on how to interact and, and know where my spots were. And they gave me a lot of help. And then so today, when we're talking to Holly Rowe at last hour, I see another gentleman walk in with his Alabama jacket on. And I said to Robin, I said, you know, I know that guy. He's a legend. And he looked at me and I looked at him. And then when we went to the break, I said hi to him. And he's going to come by here in a couple of minutes. The great Eli Gold. Eli Gold. Eli Gold. And Eli is on his way now, so I'm going to go step aside. For Get out, this guy. Give me, uh, what can we say? As Harry Mays would say if he were here right now to Scott Sterner. Get out! Get out! Exactly. So I saw this gentleman come in, and I looked over, and he saw me, and I saw him. And then we knew. He remembered me, and I certainly couldn't forget him because he's a legend. I'm just a guy who's on Audio Avenue. But he has become a broadcast. He didn't become, but when he went to Alabama, and he grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So we talk about guys, you know, from <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn. Yeah. And he doesn't, you don't have the Brooklyn accent. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Eli Gold, Hall of Famer. You. Good to see you, my friend. It's, we, have, we looked a little different when we first got together back uh, years ago in Birmingham. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I never brought that Toity Toyd Street and Toyd Avenue with me. To, I, I, I left that back home. But it's great to see you, my friend. You too. Now, Eli, uh, he's done everything. With the Birmingham Bulls WHA hockey team when we yeah. were there, they came down there. And Eli was involved. I was involved at the old Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center Coliseum, which just opened in 77. Exactly. And Gene Bartow, who had been fired at UCLA after trying to replace the legendary John Wooden, moved to Birmingham, and he, he, he put together the UAB team. That's when it started. Sure. And then hockey came to Birmingham. And then you're in Birmingham, and everything's blowing up. And, and then Alabama. And, uh, and of course, yeah. the great... 
TC and John Ed, who I work with, oh, John wonderful. Ed Willoughby, yeah. a great Alabama historian, yes. great funny guy, and, and uh, Tommy Charles were the morning guys on WSGN, and, they, and I was their news and sports guy, and sure. that's how it started. Yeah, and that's where we first <laughs> met uh, umpteen years yeah. ago, and uh, you know, we were both there when, uh, you know, when Marconi built that first radio, it seems like. <laughs> but uh, but it, I, I, you know, I've obviously followed you, and uh, and, and so thrilled to see how well th things have gone for you. Now, you not only did hockey down there, but Alabama football, NASCAR. I mean, is there anything mm -hmm. you haven't done, Eli? I, I've not done golf. I have done tennis recently. Obviously, I've been into the National Hockey League for many years. I, so I've done most sports, but I, I have not done golf uh, because what I do on the golf course shouldn't be seen by anybody. So <laughs> what right do I have to talk about it? But uh, otherwise, I've been, I've been blessed, Tone. I really have. Now, you, so you stayed in Birmingham. When I, I was there for two years. My first son was born down there. Right. And then I got the call back to Philly. My wife was homesick. And so we moved back to Philly. And I, I moved, but I mentioned that before you came on, I was doing overnights in Philly back in the early 70s when I started. And then it was uh, WSGN sure. called me and said, hey, would you like to have, because Kevin McCarthy was a guy who worked in Philly with and me. Kevin now is in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's a so, station manager there. So Kevin and I became friends. And then he called me and he said, listen, I know you're working overnights. He said, you could come to Birmingham. We have an opening for a morning news guy and part of a morning show, and that would be a great opportunity for you. So I actually got a $10,000 raise to move from Philadelphia to Birmingham to do <laughs> morning drive for the first time, and I was part of a great morning show, and that's how I really started getting more experience, working with great guys like TC and John Sure, Ed. they were wonderful. They were uh they were a, a homey, folksy talk show, but it was at the same time very well oiled. It was it was wild and loose, but it was well oiled and, and organized. If it can be both at the same time. And those are guys who helped me because again, I'm working overnights as a news guy. Sure. Now this is my first taste of morning drive, and then I went back to Philly and went. If I had not left Philly to go to Birmingham to do morning drive, I would still be working overnights probably. Now you never be know. But because they gave me the chance to be on morning radio, and then people heard me, and they how I got better and working with pros. And I always was fortunate in my career to work with people that I admired and learned something from. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell everybody today when they say, you know, what advice would you have? Try to be, look up to people that are really good at what they do and say, I want to be that guy that's one day. That's it. Don't be afraid to ask questions and, and listen and critique your own work. I still do that. I popped in the Clemson game from last year into the uh, player in the car as I was uh, driving around last week just to listen, not so much to remind myself of the game. I remembered the game, but just to hear what I said and how I did things. And I'll do that during the season still. I'll, I'll listen to the, the Bama game against Arkansas just to, and I'll close my eyes. I'm serious now. I sit there, I close my eyes, and try and follow the football and visualize everything that's happening. And if I can't, or if I, you know, I'll, I'll make a note of that, and I'll try and improve on the next Saturday. Eli Gold. Now, how long Alabama's voice? Because John Forney was the guy before you, right? Yes, John. Well, actually, yeah, John was most recently before. He had done 29 years. Right. Then Ray Perkins came in and showed John the door. They brought in a young man named Paul Kennedy, who has worked here in Central Florida. Paul did five years. They then brought John back for his 30th year, and then I took over, and this is my 29th year now. Wow, 29 years as the voice of Alabama football, yeah. Luigi. I, I I don't think I've, I've even, I can even, I haven't even talked for 29 years. So it's like, <laughs> how, how do you do that? Of course, what people don't realize is I started when I was three. Me too. So, yeah, yeah, we both did. <laughs> <laughs>
it's incredible <laughs> yeah. to be able to hold that down. That the longevity is just no. Birmingham is a fun. I mean, my first son AJ was born there. It's a great it, city. It, it is. It's a great city. We were in the old. Uh, is that city federal bank building still it's there? Still there. <laughs> although they have converted it into uh, condos and ah, lofts. beautiful. No, so it was great. Sally nice. Wigan came down there and sure. then moved to Sally Pittsburgh. Went to Pittsburgh, to and she's a Hall of Famer now yep. in the Pennsylvania sure Broadcaster is. Hall of Fame. And you're in the Alabama Broadcaster yep. Hall of Fame. And I'm in the South Philly Hall of Fame. I think. That's well, all right. South <laughs> Philly's good. South <laughs> Philly's good. Go to Broad and Patterson. Hang around. You'll find some nice sporting events. Exactly. So. Yeah. So you left Brooklyn. Have you ever gone back there? I mean, or is it... Uh, I, not to work. I've no, gone yeah. back, uh, you know, I'll, when I'm doing a it's hockey game It's always or home something. and stuff, too, yeah. though, right? I'll go back, and I drove past the house one day, and it was, it was kind of sad, in all seriousness, because the neighborhood had changed. But I'll still go back through Brooklyn. I'll head over to, to Nathan's, you know, grab a couple of hot dogs and a knish, you know. Uh, you got to do that. But, uh, but, no, I get back to the city. For, I was just up there a week or so ago doing some work for our rights holder, the Learfield Communications Group, uh, so I get up to New York a good bit, but, uh, you know, Birmingham is very much my home now. You know, I love it. Uh, the weather's, other than this last few days, when we had a freak ice storm, but the weather is nice. We don't have rush hour. We have rush minute. You know, <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting onto the Schoolkill Expressway and sitting there till the cows come home. You know, it's a little different. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we, we enjoy it. We really do. Yeah, I, I lived at Adamsville. Is it still there, Adamsville? Yes, oh, sure. So whenever I drop over the hill, now over the mountain knowledge, yeah. Hoover, Homewood, exactly. and all those places. Vestavia, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, ha I still remember Birmingham like it was yesterday, and sure. then 76 wasn't yesterday. How many years ago was that now? A lot. See, 76, 86, 96, 40 years ago, Tony. 40 years ago, it was yeah. in Birmingham. 41 years ago. 41 Sorry. to be exact. It's hard to believe. Where, yeah. did, it, where did the time go? I don't Eli? know. It, it, it does. It, but it, as the old saying goes, it flies by when you're having fun. And uh, we both have been having fun in this business. All right, Alabama tomorrow. I mean, you, you've done. Now, how many national championship rings? You get a ring, too, every time yes, they sir, win. So, I how do. many do you have now? Eli? I have broadcast five national title games so far and have remarkably been on the winning side of all five of those. Uh, tomorrow will be uh, game number six. And Who do you like tomorrow, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is last year's wow. ring, which your radio listeners can see. Well, they can see it now if you put it up to the. Because we're on Facebook I Live, too. I can't see anything. That's right bigger now. than Super Bowl rings. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, the funny one is the 1992 national title ring. Gene Stallings here. Mm -hmm. It was a copy of a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl ring. True story. When Gene was a defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. And he said to himself, he said, if I ever get to college and win a national title, our ring is going to be a carbon copy of that one. He loved it. And what they did, it was really the same ring except where they had a blue D they made a crimson A, and that was it. That ring can, and that was bling in those days, man. That was big time. <laughs> that ring can almost fit through this ring now. That's wow. how they wow. changed. Yeah. I think that could fit around my wrist. I'm sure that's we'll, a huge <laughs> ring. You know, well, I've got a size 13 finger, but for the record, that's far <laughs> from the largest ring that uh, is made with the players, of course. But yeah, it's it's very nice. The university has been kind enough to include us, our broadcast team in the rings uh, over the, all these years, so uh, I've been blessed. I really So have. you just wear one in particular? Cause I you wear have the most five. recent. I wear the most recent. The others are on display at the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame as part of my exhibit there. I was lucky enough to be inducted a few, a couple of years ago, three years ago. Uh, so the rings are there on loan to the uh, Hall of Fame, and I just wear the most recent. You know, I was, we were talking yesterday with a couple of the Alabama players, and, and 
I hadn't been there in Tuscaloosa in a long time, but the mm -hmm. tower is still there. Danny Chimes, sure. Yeah, but but nobody uh, nobody uses like Coach Saban does not go up in the tower like oh, Bear you mean Bryant. The, you mean the, the tower it's, on the practice field. Yeah, the yes. practice field in yeah. Tuscaloosa, and the Bear yeah, Bryant Tower. That they are not allowed to touch it even. Like there's something sacred well, about it. Not like, so much that, but it's just kind of off. To, it's on the field, but off to the side, on the, along one of the sidelines. And yeah, it's it's you know it is a, a chain. You don't want to go up on it. Right. But yeah, it's part of the the history of that university, and uh, that's how Coach Bryant oversaw. Mm -hmm. You know the single practice field. Now, of course, there are four, four or five practice fields, plus the indoor facility. So, and, and Nick Saban is not a, an in-place stationary kind of guy. Right. But yeah, that tower is still there. It's very much a As I mentioned, that was all 22s before we had all the technology that exactly. the coaches could watch the all 22s. Yeah. We, had, we had Blake Sims on yesterday. And he mentioned, he's like, people, you know, we look at it, but we just don't touch it. We stay <laughs> yeah. away from it. That's all. We just look at it, but we don't touch it. That's all. Yeah, we respect a, the rope. That's Blake it. Blake was a great guy. He played well for Bama a couple years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. He is a really nice, he is. nice kid. You know, that's one thing. When you have a successful program, any successful program, not only can you recruit talented players, but you have the ability to select ones with great character. And that's one thing that Alabama has. You know, when Nick Saban calls a high school coach, when, once, he, once the kid's resume and his film gets to Coach Saban's desk, well, obviously a bunch of other folks have already looked at it, he'll call the kid's head coach and he'll say, tell me about him. What kind of a kid is he? And he's not talking about his 40 speed or how far he can throw. What kind of a person is he? And that's a key factor to keeping everybody happy and making the whole thing you work. You know, I, and I think it's sad that more coaches don't do that. Because you see issues. Well, you don't know if they do or they don't. What happened? Some teams, you have to get players. I know in our case, I can think back over 29 years, and I certainly won't mention names, but there were times where Alabama needed bodies. They needed bodies. So you'd look for somebody who could catch the ball. And, you know, if he wasn't the, the finest human being, well, you hoped that everything went well and you worked with him. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Alabama obviously can... Yes, you have to recruit, but it's also you can select from the cream of the crop, like a John Wooden did at UCLA back right. during his spectacular run. Uh, so you can be selective as to the character, let alone the ability of the people. And obviously Alabama, I mean, recruiting is not a big problem for Nick Saban. No, he, and you see, that's the thing, too. There are so many coaches who recruit because they have to. Nick Saban recruits because he loves to. I mean, the guy can't wait to get to the next living room and sit down with mom and them and the grandma and grandpa <laughs> and, and recruit these kids. But what he does, and it's, it's really it's wonderful to watch, he does not recruit these young men to come and play for four years at Alabama. He tells them this is a 40-year decision. You know, you're going to be part of this family and reap the benefits of an Alabama degree and how we can prepare you for the NFL or whatever it might be. And he says, this is a 40-year decision. This is not a four-year decision. And that really works wonderfully uh, when, the, when the kids and the parents and the grandparents and everybody stop to think about it. They say, you know, the man's right. It's amazing. And as I said this many, many times, and I say it all the time when people talk about my Alabama, it was only two years, but I learned so much and I was so fortunate to be around Coach Bryan and Coach sure. Jordan and go down to Tuscaloosa and see all this stuff and see the great players, the, you know, the, the Tony Nathans and the Jeff Rutledges and sure. the Richard Todd era back then. Mm -hmm. And Coach Bryan said, give the ball to Johnny Musso. You know, and, it was, exactly. and, it wasn't, and even though they had the Joe Namath and the Kenny Stabler, it was still a running football team yes. back then. And you know what, though, another thing? The guys you just mentioned, I have seen every one of them 
on campus within the last month and a half. Wow. They want to come back. Tony Nathan, he was on campus, saw him at a luncheon. Johnny Musso, I saw him at a dinner. Joe Willie comes back, and he'll join us on the broadcast uh, during the course of a season. These, that's part of Alabama and hopefully many other schools as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not unique to the Tide, but these guys all want to. Th- this weekend alone, I bet you I've seen 15 former Crimson Tide players in and around our hotel. Sean Alexander was here. Wallace Gilberry still plays for the Bengals. Ran into Derrick Henry, the running back for the Titans. Uh, there are so many guys who they just want to be part of this Alabama family. They made it. They were recruited. They played, and they are always part of the family. Absolutely, and I, I got to get back to Burma. I haven't. I can't believe I haven't been back there. You know, TC and John and those guys have passed, and so many of the people that I work with. You know, we're still hanging in there, but sure. I don't even know. If, actually, the guys at Jocks and then the local radio station, some of those guys actually remember my Alabama days, because, mm-hmm. even though they're not old enough. But sure. You know, well, was, you're a legend. A, your, your pictures are up in the hallways for crying. Are they really still? Of the police station. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, which exact hallway yeah. are you talking about here? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to visit Tony the, Bruno's the bus, it's in the, lo- it's in the uh, local uh, precinct. The that precinct. needed a rim shot. Uh, that I know. Awesome. I didn't have my rim <laughs> shot there for that one. Gee, that's no, no. It was, it's a very, very, very important part of my life. My oldest son. No, I know. Going to be 40 years old. Yeah. He was born in Birmingham, and his boat. His boat is the Crimson Tide. And even though I'm, you know, I don't. Do you know that's the name of my boat? Is that the name of your no. boat, too? Yeah, the Crimson Tide. You should have yeah. five rings. Jimmy Johnson has the three rings. Yeah. You should have the five the rings five as your rings. boat. So, you know, some of the best names. We're, we're digressing here, but some of the greatest names uh, for boats. Walter Cronkite, the great newsman, uh-huh. his boat was called On Assignment. On assi- so that's when they great. called his office, the secretary could say he's on assignment. That's fantastic. And, and a, a former NASCAR driver, Dick Brooks, who's now deceased, his boat was called The Other Line because he owned many car dealerships they'd call for him and the secretary could say i'm sorry he's on the other oh, line <laughs> so uh, but i but i digress that's good stuff my boat was just called the linda d after my uh, wife and daughter <laughs> we renamed it and it, now it's, it's called the uh sitting on a uh, it's rotting away yeah, somewhere on cinder good. blocks no. in uh you know, summer's point next new jersey boat you get you need to work on a better name like that yeah exactly don't name your boat after women. Guys always did that. Yeah, well, no, no. And you're supposed to because they're, they're all, boats are always referred to in a female, female name. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Eli, it's great to see you, man. Good Thanks for reminiscing and bringing my, back my great pleasure. memories. It's wonderful to see you. I'm thrilled at how well you've done over the years. It's really nice. Well, thank you, and congratulations thank on all your you. success. And, and thank roll you. tide, roll. Roll tide. I, you know, I, I can't root against Alabama. Actually, we, no. have, a, we have a quick little gift for you. Yeah, we have a, we have a, oh, a lovely parting gift for you. A beautiful parting gift. You, you remember that, right? Yeah. I have a pair of pants like that. Of course, I don't wear them. <laughs> you know, Coach Bryant didn't invent the, the houndstooth. He right. just perfected it. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> Good to see you guys. You too. Eli Gold, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. Thank you, Eli. The great Eli Gold, Hall of Famer, and the voice of Alabama football. Is that unbelievable, Luigi? He's fantastic, man. He is. He's a little, does he sound like he's from Brooklyn, New York? No, no, not one bit. Exactly. <laughs> not one bit. That's what happens when you're old school broadcaster. I'm having right. a hard time trying to comprehend how he's able to walk and keep level with that ring. On I know. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? That thing is huge. Yeah. i got to get a picture with Eli before we leave, though. I think you I'd will. be listing to the side if I was wearing that, boat, that ring. That, that ring. We're talking about the weight of that ring. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. That's how he should be walking right there, That's man. how I'd be walking. I'd have my knuckle dragging on the floor. Like the hunchback of Notre Dame, man. Did you see the size of that Alabama ring? Broadcast. I mean, how would how would I wear something like that? I had two fingers. You couldn't. 
You'd have to. That would be a watch for you. <laughs> put that ring. That, well, I put the George. It'd be a full-on crown. What did you, you give him an Alabama watch? No, I'm. I'm going to say he's going to give me his. Um, he, I have his address. I'm sending him. It's a Joy and, Joy watch, which yeah. is one of our great sponsors, and they're phenomenal because the face comes out, so you can have interchangeable watch bands, and the actual face of the watch comes out. Now, did Dean get one? Do you have a Tampa Bay Buccaneer one for him? No, no. The, you have a Boston Bruin one for him because he's can, a homer. Yeah, you can do customized. Customized ones, but they happen to have houndstooth already, and you know Alabama loves them, and and you know this guy likes to wear bling, so now uh, he you can know, match. Sims. But actually, the cool thing is, is that um, somebody that is an Alabama fan, they could get the Joy Joy watch in the houndstooth, but then they could get a different band for when for they're a fan of something else for or surfing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ones we have, they have a red one and a, a houndstooth one for that pack because they come in a combo pack, and, then and they're and, wa- and they're also water resistant to thirty meters. And so yesterday, because I like to do research, I asked how deep is 30 meters for those people who are not, you know, into the whole metric thing, which I'm not, other than soda. The only thing I know with meters is a two-liter soda bottle. What did I tell you? When you said, what is 30 meters, I didn't know the exact, but what did I say? Let's see, Luigi, how uh, how many feet is 30 meters, Luigi? Let's test your metric knowledge right here. 30 meters when something is water resistant. I see the gears grinding. They're churning. They're we got churning. the Jeopardy feet? music. No. Nope. You went over, so you will not be in the showcase showdown. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I knew you I went over the dollar. actual I retail I price. Robin, how I, deep is 30 meters? Well, I know now, but I told you yesterday. <laughs> I know how like, deep 30 centimeters is. Ask <laughs> <laughs> any woman I've ever dated. Oh. I, I told you it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit over 90, 90 feet is what I said. So I was 60 feet over. 98.45 yeah. feet if you're scoring at home. And if you are, congratulations. It's a cold winter's day. As the mamas and papas once sang, California Dream. Because I think it's it's like three point yeah. something feet just, per meter. I just multiply by three. I would have said ninety. Yeah, it's ninety-eight point four five feet. So that's pretty deep. So if you want to take your George Joy watch diving, skin diving, you know, if you're a deep diver, you're not. No. But it's yeah. water resistant. You can so snorkel with it. Yeah, you yeah, snorkel. You can snorkel with it. Um, and they come. There's two bands that are like glow in the dark, which I know you're gonna like. Yeah. And then there's one that is a Delphs blue, which for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a uh, very uh, famous Dutch ceramic that is is. Oh, I know that color. You see yeah. it on all the pottery. And they, stuff. Yes, they Plates. have it all over the Philadelphia Museum of Art. They have they have a the old school D- Dutch uh, tile, tile work. And, so, and the blue I'm is like, incredible. Did man. you? It doesn't. It's not being advertised as Delft blue, which it should be. What is it? Delft blue. Delft blue. Delft D E L F T, and it's a city. Not Daft Punk. No, no. Not Daft no that's Punk. different. No. 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 That's why no. John Co. from Innovate Golf was texting me saying. Uh, buoyancy. He's like, I thought this. He tuned in right at buoyancy. He's like, I thought this was a sports show. I'm like, oh, far from it. What's the matter with these now people? We're Don't about they Delph understand Blue. the influence? It is a sports plus show. How many Basketballs other and footballs are buoyant. How many other people come down here to Audio Avenue and know personally the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide with 29 years behind the mic down there? And knows five the, national championships. And knows that your picture is in uh, hallways. Of exactly right. Police the old stations. parliament. I got. I forgot to ask him. The parliament house is still there in Birmingham. Uh, it's a good hangout joint. Good. It was a hotel, but it had a great bar and restaurant in there. Uh, okay. And I had my first red snapper in that place. Red snapper fish, phenomenal. That was in the restaurant, but it's in a hotel. What else did you have first? I had day? a lot of plenty of snapper down there <laughs> in Birmingham. Okay. You know what they say southern. It bells. wasn't fresh snapper. I'll southern tell you that right bells now. are held at night. Remember the song "Moonlight Feels Right." Oh yeah. And the guy. And one of the lines is. I, I, I have the radio on Southern stations because Southern bells are hell at night. Yes. Well, my Moonlight friend, feels right. Remember that song? Yes. Moonlight yeah. feels right. Yeah. It's like a 
I mean, it was it's like classic. 1960. No, it was 70s. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, it wasn't. 60s. It was like some groovy. Well, the Parliament House in Orlando, you don't want to have the red snapper there. It's, a, it's the most famous um, gay joint in Orlando. The Why Parliament House. You want to have the red snapper. They there. might have <laughs> fabulous chefs. Who knows? Exactly. They may. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family. Girls stretch jeggings, just $12. And save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or post.com for details.